I only have two left. Yeah, because you went first. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. So we don't have the same top two, but no, we don't. Your <laughs> remaining. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Plot Devices mini-sode. Uh, we're into 2022. We've made it. If you're listening, hopefully you've made it as well. You had a happy and healthy and safe new year. My name is Brandon King. I'm one of your hosts for today, as, as well as my co-host for today, uh, Noah Guzman. Noah, how was your New Year's, and how excited are you being back in here for 2022's Plot Devices? Brandon, I was riding on a high when I approached this new year, 2022, until you and I decided we were going to do a most anticipated for this year, because this year is no joke for anyone who has a feeling like, eh, like, I feel like all the good movies have already come out and there's not really anything new in store for us. Oh my gosh. Could that not be more untrue? Because comic book movies, major blockbuster sequels are coming this year. There's so much to talk about in this episode. Um, I can't wait to begin. Brandon, how are you? I was doing great until you spoiled my introduction, so thank you. Um, anyway, as Noah so eloquently put it, uh, this is our mini-sode for our top five most anticipated moves of 2022. Uh, and I, I did actually want to talk about just one of those brief details real quick. Uh, we're going to get into our top 10 of the year uh, very soon on other episodes. Stay tuned for that as well. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Plot Devices Pod if you'll stay tuned up for updates on that. Uh, but I did want to bring up that point of, you know, things getting pushed back to this year and things that, you know, we were anticipating for this year, because you're right. Comic movies fans are going to be fed this year. Harry Potter fans are going to be fed this year. Pixar fans are going to be fed this year. And what, and if you're looking at the last three months of 2021, as this was when every award season, as every awards center that the studio had got pushed to two weeks, this is that equivalent for blockbusters. Like it feels like October and November of this year is going to be just stacked to the gills. It's going to keep you busy. You're probably going to go to the theaters. Oh, you know what? I haven't explored all these options to see what they're streaming. The equivalents are going to be. That, Maybe we'll cover that. That's right, because HBO Max isn't doing their uh, their day in releasing anymore. Let's hop into our red herrings for this, which is our totally uh, legacy brand name for uh, honorable mentions that we totally didn't come up with five minutes before this podcast. We're professionals, darn it. Uh, as for my list, this was interesting to try and narrow this down to five. Uh, but I think I've gotten some that I think are worth noting that I just couldn't fit into the normal top five. Uh, and again, this is basically top five plus one. So take that as, you know, for what it is. Uh, what did I have for number six? The Northman. Uh, Robert Eggers' next movie, The Northman. Uh, this is following, of course, the Vich and the Lighthouse, reuniting him with Anya Taylor-Joy, as well as uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Bjork is in there. Uh, the trailer for this just dropped recently. It looks absolutely epic and gritty and gross. And I think it looks amazing, even though I've never seen a Robert Eggers movie because, you know, I am a wimp. But I feel like this will be really visceral and really exciting to watch. Uh, Mission Impossible 7 is also on my list. I think what Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise have done with the last few films has been nothing less of staggering for the action genre. Maybe not to the point of like what the John Luke's films have been doing, but they've been really entertaining, really exciting for a series that, in its seventh entry, I'm that excited for uh, the addition of Haley Atwell and S.I. Morales and uh, the return of, you know, Henry Cerny from the first movie. That excites me. So can't wait to see that finally dropping after, you know, all the delays. Also getting uh, getting delayed, now getting released, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Of course, we are getting this without Chadwick Boseman, which sucks. Uh, potentially without Lupita Nyong'o. That's a whole other discussion. But 
in Ryan Coogler, we trust. I trust the world of Wakanda that he's created, the cast that he has around him, whether it's, you know, Lupin Nyong'o, whether it's um, Daniel Kaluuya, whether it's Michaela Cole from I May Destroy You, who's going to be joining the cast. Maybe the Namor rumors come true. I'd be really excited to see what that does. Uh, Avatar 2 is also in my honorable mentions. I know that, you know, Avatar 2 is a bit of a punching bag right now, but you know what? I trust James Cameron. You can never doubt him. The cast looks cool. We know nothing about it, but again, it's one of those films that I think I just have to see to believe. And my bottom two are just kind of me picks. Uh, I know I could have picked, you know, The Flash or Black Adam or anything like that. Uh, I'm picking picking Jackass Forever because I shouldn't care about this movie. The trailer got me. It looks charming. It looks like it could be that kind of mutual kind of fun that we're looking for in, you know, post-2010s prank culture. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I'm really hoping for the best. And you know what? Marry Me also makes my honorable mentions. That trailer is adorable. I cannot wait to see Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez's chemistry. It looks like one of those kind of early Valentine's Day, you know, schmaltzy type movies that I'm just going to fall for. So my honorable mentions are The Northman, Mission Impossible 7, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Avatar 2, Jackass Forever, and Marry Me. Noah, on to you. What were some of your red herrings that just missed the cut for your list? Oh, geez. It is like torture trying to eliminate these names off of my note card. Okay, my red herrings begin with Uncharted. Although I know some people are tired of Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. What else can he do but Spider-Man? I can't wait to see him in Uncharted. And I think that just being a video game fan, um, or whether you are a video game fan or not, Uncharted just tells a story of like... um, the the adventure of this smooth talking um gun slinging you know normal dude uh who it involves treasure it involves um hopping across different countries i just think it's going to be a great action adventure um i'm not expecting it to be super impactful but at least it's going to have maybe some heavy action scenes that i think we can all look forward to from the team um next is going to be moonfall that is the disaster flick that looks to have again like major action scenes but this time destruction because we have some kind of creature or entity escaping from the moon who knows what that is it sounds bonkers but i'm on board Halle berry is there and so i will be in theaters watching it um next thing i'm going to be keep, keeping this moving fast is the bullet train so i recently yes. just learned about this one yeah I, I learned about this one um just looking at what's coming out next year and i realized that this is a movie uh based on an action novel that i guess pits five assassins on a train who all have targets that um, are connected to each other, or maybe there's a layer of mystery that we're going to uncover in this movie, but the cast is really what's going to draw you in because we have Sandra Bullock and this isn't action comedy for Sandra Bullock, which I think is more familiar. This is straight action. So I I'm very interested in what that teaser or that first trailer is going to look like. There is Brad Pitt playing a character named Ladybug. I'm interested. Aaron Taylor Johnson, Zazie Beetz, and Michael Shannon. And the list just goes on, including Joey King, Logan Lerman. It's going to be such an exciting film because of the cast that it has. It's reminding me of all the casting announcements, like from Dune. Not that I'm thinking this is going to be as major, but uh, definitely one that I'm keeping my eyes on. Turning Red. Turning Red is a new film from Disney Pixar about um, a teen girl who, when she becomes overexcited, she turns into a giant red panda. And... That is all you need to know for this movie. It looks adorable. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, just um, the colors all look like very, very pastel-y. They look so soft and everybody just looks, the character design in that film just looks like Disney Pixar just knocks themselves out of, out of the park 
again. Um, and Brandon's mentioning this is also from the same director of the Bao short film. Um, we all remember that one crying over our sons becoming dumplings and eating them. Uh, I'm horrified. <laughs> yeah, my theater gasped and then the tears came. Um, <laughs> Uh, moving on, uh, Brandon was talking about Avatar 2. That made my red herrings as well. Uh, James Cameron's sequel that seems like it should have came 10 years ago is now finally uh, approaching a release date of 2022. Will it get pushed? I mean, uh, that's why it's in my red herring, because I'm not going to give this so much attention when we're going to talk about it. And then, you know, it could be another month and it'll be pushed another five years. So let's see, because apparently we're getting Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. So, uh, Okay. Let's see. Um, and it's on my red herring list. It hurts me so bad to say this. I couldn't put this movie in my most anticipated, so I'm going to cry about it, but it's the Batman. I know. I know. So now I have a feeling, Brandon, that that might be one of your most anticipated. Uh, the Batman. We know who's in it. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, Colin Farrell, and Robert Pattinson. A grand dark time. The big excitements for me are um, just the different, the different uh, cinema, cinematography style that I, that you see in the trailer. Seeing Robert Pattinson take on that Cape Crusader is going to be really nice. And any scene that we've seen with uh, Kravitz as Catwoman has already like just looked so iconic and looks so stunning. So I cannot wait to see what they do there. I think the relationship between Catwoman and Batman is going to be central, and I hope that that's um, that that remains true when we finally see the movie. So Matt Reeves' Batman is my last red herring. Brandon, which one of these was hard for you to throw on here because you couldn't include them in the most anticipated? Which one, I guess, was on the fence? Which one bordered? I mean, I'll say what it is. Wow, you're not that excited for the Batman. Okay, just get ready for the internet for that. Um, For me, as far as like the one that I was this close, it was either the Northman, because I thought that trailer looked staggeringly good. Uh, And again, I've heard so much great things about Robert Eggers as director. Or Mission Impossible 7. Like, I am excited for a lot of these movies, but, like, the Mission Impossible movies, as I've said, have been weirdly consistent this late in their career, and I've been really dying to see what they can do with this. And obviously, you know, Tom Cruise mentioned a Top Gun Maverick. My dad is super excited for that movie, so I have to be as well. Um, But, like, yeah, it looks really cool, and I can't wait to see it. I'm a big Mission Impossible fan, so I'm there with you. Um, It's not in my most anticipated, so I don't mind talking about it. But, yeah, I was happy that you mentioned it because that's something I'm looking forward to. Also, I am so glad you bought a bullet train. That was so close to making it. It looks so good. Yes. Okay. We can begin with our most anticipated of 2022. If you haven't listened to our mini so covering uh, Spider-Man and all the rankings of those films before No Way Home, I invite you to go listen to that. It's a shorter episode where myself and the team, Sam and Corvaya and Brandon King, are all ranking the Spider-Man uh, trilogies, or I guess the two trilogies um, with... Tom Holland, as well as Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. We rank them all. We have a fun conversation just bouncing back and forth for our rankings. Uh, here, the style is going to kind of be the same. We're going to talk about one, uh, talk about reasons why it made our most anticipated list, and then we'll hop over to the other person and just kind of go from there. Um, my major question starting this, and I'll, I'll take that first spot, is how do I make sure these aren't all comic book movies? There are. <laughs> so at the risk of like, exploding with excitement if i held if i held on to this too long my most anticipated one of two comic book movies that i have on my screen right now is going to be doctor strange and the multiverse of madness how could i not include the sam rate the sam raimi 
Marvel film because of how much of a horror fan I am. Of course, you know how much I love Evil Dead. If you don't, hey, there you go. I love Evil Dead. But Doctor Strange and the Multiverses of Madness was teased at the end of No Way Home. And we just saw flashes and glimpses of what's to come. And it looks out of this world. And that's because it is. We are finally entering the um, multiversal dimension with the Sorcerer Supreme. And we see that he has the Scarlet Witch coming to his aid or maybe... Um, possibly to to face off against you know we don't know what wanda's relationship is going to be with Stephen strange when we get there um we do know a new we do know some details about a new character though um america chavez has been shown in the teaser and if for those of you who do not know who america chavez is she is a star punching and dimension stomping um superhero it is it is so wild when you google her powers like when you see what she can do um but that that's that's really what it is. Like she's so strong. She can fly. She has a killer jean jacket in the, in some of the photos that were released on set. And so my first most anticipated movie of 2022 is Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. I should also clarify Noah's list is in no particular order. Mine is very much in order and it was difficult to try and do that. So no, I envy you for not having to make that choice. Thank you. Um, And I will get to Dr. Strange in a moment. Uh, But for my number five, I'm going with Elvis. This was a holdover from actually from my list last year, and I'm very worried, but I'm also incredibly looking forward to this. Uh, Baz Luhrmann is a director who, in my opinion, has made bad movies, but he's never made boring movies. Um, I was never bored with Great Gatsby. I was never bored with Romeo and Juliet. Uh, The Get Down, I think, is staggeringly good. If you have not watched it, it's great. Um, And I've been fascinated by the concept of this Elvis movie. I've been fascinated by the dynamic between him and Tom Parker, which, if you know anything about, was incredibly strenuous, incredibly, you know, I won't say groundbreaking because that's that gives it a bit of, you know, uh, that puts it on like an echelon in music history, but it puts it as more of like a framework for how pop stars would be treated in the industry going forward. Uh, I'm incredibly excited to see what Austin Butler can do about this. I've been watching his career for a while and it's really cool to see him, you know, kind of go from, you know, iCarly and, you know, Disney spots and like popping up in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and now getting like this lead, you know, possibly career-defining role. But then you have, you know, Tom Hanks as Tom Parker in there. You have The Society as Limited Dunge as uh, Priscilla Presley. You have Yola in there as Sister Rosetta Sharp. And I'm a little iffy on why we're not just getting a Sister Rosetta Tharp movie, because if you know who she is, we should be getting a movie on her. Uh, but you also have, you know, Luke Bracey in there. You have Kevin Harrison Jr. You have Dr. Montgomery from uh, Stranger Things in there. It's a really cool cast under Baz Luhrmann's direction. I'm fascinated to see what he can do with that. Again, there is the worry that it becomes, you know, the white pop savior in all of his glory, which we don't need about, you know, another Elvis story. But I'm fascinated to see what someone like Lerman can do with it. And I've been looking forward to it for a long time. So Elvis is my number five. All right. Call this a cop out. But my next most anticipated is Scream, the movie releasing in two weeks. January I should have known. Of course, yes. The slasher film is back. We don't know who the face of the killer is, as always. We just know that Ghostface is back. Um, so are iconic stars of the franchise like Neve Campbell, um, Courtney Cox, David Arquette. This is a new screen story that centers around a new group of teens, which I don't mind at all. We have our iconic heroes, um, the signature characters returning, so I don't mind fresh faces. I actually was a, I wasn't part of the group that hated Scream 4. I liked Emma Roberts. I liked how weird it was. And I remember going to theaters and being like, huh, nice Scream movie. And uh, one thing to look forward to with Scream is every um, intro or I guess every opening, they, they're they really good at just pa- paradising themselves. Um, 
sorry if I'm using that word incorrectly, but they're really good at just uh, playing themselves up uh, like a, like the movie that they are, but they call them stab inside the screen films. So when you're watching screen four, they have a whole sequence of like four different couples or four different households, um, you know, encountering a murder because they're all actually the movies within the movie, within the, like your brain just turns off when you watch these things. You're just like, okay, give me a slasher. I'm ready for it. So that's releasing in two weeks. And I will be in theaters to watch that. Uh, another mention that I want to have is just, I've been keeping up with this Netflix series called you and that um, after season two, I believe we were introduced to this actress. Her name is Jenna Ortega. And in the scream trailer, um, if anyone knows Scream, Drew Barrymore has like a 12 minute intro scene, um, where people believe that she's going to be maybe even one of the protagonists. But, um, the movie ends, spoiler alert, uh, the intro ends with her death. So with this new Scream trailer, we have Jenna Ortega almost mimicking that scene. You know, she's on the phone, she's making popcorn, she's home alone, and it's the iconic ghost face line. Are you a, are you a, do you like scary movies? Look at, I can't even quote it. Okay. Do you like scary movies? So I'm a little scared for her, but um, I'll be there no less. Back to you, Brandon. Yeah. And also, as far as that cast goes, like Melissa Barrera is leading that from In the Heights. You've got uh, Courtney Cox, of course, coming back. It, it looks exciting. I'll, I'll be admitted. I will go to my number four, and I don't have that much to say about it because you already did. Uh, my number four is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, this movie, you know, again, we already spoiled it for those of you who may not have seen No Way Home. There is a teaser for it at the end. It looks awesome. Um, such a great little teaser. I love the inclusion of Wanda in there. I love the idea of where she's been and how, again, she and Steven interact, because we haven't seen that already. We've all been asking for it about, you know, the magical side of, you know, Marvel coming together. And now it looks like we're getting it uh, again after, you know, season one of Loki as well. And Michael Waldron, who wrote that series, is writing this movie as well. Of course, Sam Raimi is directing it. Uh, Danny Elfman is coming in and compose it, which I can't wait to see what he does with, you know, Marvel madness and everything. Uh, but I'm really excited to see where, you know, Stephen Strange goes with this as a character. Again, you know, with without giving too much away from what happens in No Way Home, he goes through some stuff and he reiterates a lot of his priorities. And I'm excited to see what he can do with that when, again, the multiverse is breaking. Uh, hi, Loki. I hope we get a cameo from you in the series to explain, uh, to explain all of this. But I'm also excited to see, you know, again, America Chavez. Uh, I watched Babysitter's Club that uh, Shoshito uh, Gomez is in. She's great. I cannot wait to see what she does in this. Uh, but I'm also, again, excited to see like what that Doctor Strange set of the universe is with Mordo, with Christine coming back, with Wong coming back, you know, how does he interact with Sorcerer Supreme? Uh, I know people have been saying, like, Wong's going to die in this movie. They never would. They wouldn't do that. Um, but again, like, purely on the basis of, you know, it's multiverse, it's Sam Raimi, it's Marvel going bigger and bolder and more horror-oriented horror than they've ever gone before. Uh, I'm with you. I cannot wait for this, and that teaser only excited me more. I thought I was just going to include two comic book movies on this list. I think I have to do three. Okay, so oh, my next liar. one... I'm a liar. I'm a liar. And I don't want to be a repeater. So you actually gave um, airtime in quotes, airtime, pod time uh, to the Northman. So I did have the Northman down because I really was intrigued by that trailer. Um, the inclusion of Anya Taylor-Joy is just and Nicole Kidman is just making me all the more excited. I'm bumping it out. I'm bumping oh. it out because I have to include Thor Love and Thunder. There Taika Waititi is returning to direct another Thor movie after directing Thor Ragnarok, where we got introduced to amazing characters. Um, Valkyrie portrayed by Tessa Thompson. Um, 
who I absolutely adore after watching Westworld. And uh, while other Marvel movies um, only have the trilogy, uh, I feel like people forget about Thor the Dark World. So we, that one kind of fell off. So they're like, Thor? Then Thor Ragnarok? And now this is the third Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, we are talk about the middle child. Don't, we don't talk about the middle child. We don't talk about Bruno. Um, by the way, everybody, Encanto now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Check it out. Uh, when we're talking Thor, Love and Thunder, they're following that recipe of if this was the number three, let's see what other characters we can get in the Marvel world. So when we watch Thor, Love and Thunder, it's not going to be surprising if we see um, the God of Thunder hopping around with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because if everyone remembers, at the end of Endgame, um, he hopped aboard Quill's ship and started his adventure with the team. And we don't know where they end up. Uh, we do know that Natalie Portman is returning to take on the mantle of Thor. Will that be, you know, at the same time? Is this part of the multiversal exploration? Uh, I don't know what to expect. I can't wait to see um, Thor, though. That's for sure. And Taika Waititi, I trust you. I, Jojo Rabbit was everything I needed at the time and still is for everyone who wants to get more familiar around work that isn't Marvel with Taika Waititi, um, what we do in the shadows too. But yeah, Brandon, is Love and Thunder on your list? It is not, and I feel bad I left it out. This is shocking. Okay. I, I love Taika, to and all of your reasons are apt. Like, I, I totally am looking forward to that. Uh, getting on to my number three, then, uh, is a movie that we talked about very recently, actually, that I've been excited for for a while, and the trailer came out, and yep, I'm looking forward to it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, this movie looks great. Um, and this is coming from a guy who watched uh, Daniels, again, the directing pair of Daniels who directed this. This is their second movie, uh, who did Swiss Army Man a few years ago. I was not blown away by it by any means. I think that movie has problems. But I was very much, I very much respected what it was going for and the weirdness of it and the ambition that it brought to its characters and the complexity that could bring to it. Like it wasn't trying to be one thing. It was trying to be a whole lot of things at once. Uh, and I feel like everything everywhere all at once is going to be that too. Uh, the Russo brothers are funding behind this. Thank God put that in game money behind something cool. Uh, and this looks like, as we mentioned on that podcast episode, go listen to it, by the way, uh, that this is taking the concept of a multiverse and making it, you know, not artsy is the wrong word, but putting it towards a non-comic book level of storytelling, you know, taking comic book tropes and putting them into either traditional sci-fi or traditional family drama settings and not making them feel so isolated and, you know, again, nerdy, high art for the sake of argument. Uh, Michelle Yao looks great in this. I'm always excited to see James Hong and Jamie Lee Curtis back in this. Uh, and again, you know, Russo Brothers behind this, Daniel's directing. The trailer looks wild. I cannot wait to see what the angle they take with this. I know there's going to be that degree of heart as we see in the trailer. Uh, and again, I have no doubt that Michelle Yeoh can, you know, kick all sorts of ass and really tug at our heartstrings with all that. So really excited for this. It could go either way because, again, Swiss Army Man wasn't phenomenal to me. But either way, I cannot wait to see what this results in. And listeners, this is where you are revealed the truth, okay? The curtain pulled back, and um, you need to know that when Brandon and I set up to record, we don't really, like, when we do something like this, when it comes to rankings or just presenting new information, we aren't comparing notes because we really don't want to have um, that overlap feel unnatural when we're recording. Brandon, we both have the same top two movies. We have oh. the same ones because, let me oh. say, wait, my wait, next wait, one. Wait, 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 because that was my number three. I only have two left. Yeah, because you went first. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. So we don't have the same top two, but no, we don't. <laughs> your remaining three are my 
are the two that I have left. Okay, so okay. I'm going to mention, you talked about it just now. Next on my list is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, wow, what a great favorite. idea. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, hey, look at that. Um, after covering it on the pod, we all watched that trailer together. Um, we all are going to be rocking some googly eyes in the center of our foreheads uh, by the time that movie drops. Um, and we'll be seeing it everywhere. Every, all at once. Everything, all at once. Yes, um, Michelle Yeoh. Seeing Michelle Yeoh take the uh, the protagonist role in this, where she kind of just plays somebody who's not even up for the adventure, or at least is like, "Why am I going through this?" Uh, it, it's it's really her in the in the middle of her life, uh, being thrust into this interdimensional, like um, looks like martial arts style movie, and. We know that she can keep up with action. Now it's time to see um, if the story is able to carry those action scenes. You know, what what will the story be and how will we get from the beginning to the end if she's hopping across animated universes, if she's um, hopping across universes where her profession changes, her her partners change. I'm just mostly interested in in what this is going to be um, as a whole. Is it going to be, you know, the sum of its parts or is it all going to kind of fall flat? Um, I think it's going to be the former. I think it's really going to be something great. And it's from A24. Um, I do trust them uh, over there. So we'll see how it goes. Brandon, what's your next one? So glad we shared that. And I, I know we have the same number one now. But my number two is a film that you rudely left off your list. Uh, it's the Batman, darn it. Uh, come on, dude. Hey, hey, hey. I, I couldn't have just a comic book like most anticipated. And I respect the hell out of that. I really do. Um, for me, this looks staggeringly good. Uh, I, I'll admit I wasn't a huge fan of the latest trailer they dropped, the uh, the Bat and Cat one. Uh, it's good. That one looks fine. But the first trailer is spectacular. The one they dropped at DC Fandom is even better than that. Um, I, I literally just watched the other day at work, don't tell work this, uh, that I watched uh, War of the Planet of the Apes on uh, TV, and I was reminded of just how much Matt Reeves can do, yes, with special effects heavy stories, but yes, with large-scale, large implication-wise stories. And I was reminded that, oh, yeah, this guy is doing the Batman um, and I cannot wait to see what approach he takes to that, that we've, you know, we've just seen teases of in the trailer. I love the colors of Greg Frazier's cinematography that we're getting. Again, the guy who shot Dune, which again, I cannot believe we're getting the same cinematographer on, cinematographer on both. Uh, Robert Pattinson looks to be even better than we thought of as Batman. The supporting cast, as you mentioned, looks great. Zoe Kravitz, Colin Farrell. You didn't mention Paul Dano, who we haven't seen much of, but he sounds great. Um, and again, the uh, Andy Serkis popping in there as well. And again, just the idea of a new kind of grungier take on what Christopher Nolan was doing in his Dark Knight movies. I know that's the whole thing of, you know, we've had too many Batman movies, yada, 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 I get it. But if we're getting a vision like this, yeah, I'm going to be in the theater day one. Assuming it's all safe, but if there is, I'll be there day one. Brandon, let's talk about our number one on three. One, two, three. Spider-Verse! Spider-verse. Duh! I hope I didn't blast your ears in your car, in home, in bed, whatever you're listening to. Uh, sorry to your pets. Spider-Verse. Someone, someone's Brandon, using that to fall asleep and they just hear Spider-Verse. They're just going to hear their headphones blare and here we are. Wake up! Um, Spider-Verse. Brandon, we have so much to talk about with this one. Um, so casting, go. Number one, one casting that you're looking forward to. Just one. I mean, most of the cast we know is people returning for the last movie. So Shamik War, who I think, again, phenomenal as Miles. But again, honorable mention to Issa Rae, who's going to be in there as Spider, as Bear Spider-Woman, an incredibly convoluted character that I hope they streamline. Jake Johnson of New Girl is returning. Woo! 
I love his Peter B. Parker. He is just like the dad mode Peter Parker. And he's just like, hey, Peter, or hey, not hey, Peter. Hey, Miles. And um, I like his mentorship figure. If Issa Rae can do that as Spider-Woman, I think we're going to get a very interesting story. Um, Haley Steinfeld, after seeing her in Hawkeye, she's like, I'm not done with Marvel. I'm also Spider-Gwen, baby. So Spider-Gwen's returning this time with Converse instead of the ballerina shoes. I'm like, ooh, that looks really cool. Um, how could we? Not, how could this not be the number one? Are you kidding me? After how big the first Spider-Verse was? Um, how, I think I saw that one twice in theaters. Did you see it? Did you see it more than once in theaters? I did see it twice, yeah. Yeah? It's just, it, it is revolutionized giving it too much credit. Oh, it totally did. No? Yeah, revolutionized what animation can mean on the big screen. And I think it did that for more than just comic book fans. It did that um, across different generations. Like everybody adored that movie. Um, even my, even some of my friends uh, who believe it or not are like, not, uh, they're like, what is the MCU? Or they'll be like, what? Not, not as an ignorant a question as that, but they'll just say like, do I have to understand any of the comics? And I'm like, no, of course not. Like you could just dive in and have fun. But I feel like with Spider-Verse, it was like, no, you don't need to know anything. Like just show up, know who Spider-Man is and you'll be treated because it's not like we were introduced to um, familiar characters from other movies. No, they were for the diehard comic book fans. They knew who some of those comic book um, Spider-Men were, but uh, for newcomers, it was such a great film. And uh, I'm thinking about how, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. So his uncle uh, plays one of the villains in the first Spider-Verse movie. And do you remember how like hardcore his music sounded? And, yeah. and Daniel Pemberton is coming back for this movie and I cannot wait. Cannot wait to just repeat that score. Um, what other details are you looking forward to, Brandon? Uh, the, again, the behind the scenes team. You've got, again, Lord and Miller coming back to write alongside uh, David Callahan, who did um, Wonder Woman 1984 and Zombieland Devil Tap. Again, can't wait to see those sense of humors collide on that. The directing team is, oh, I'm salivating over this. You have Joaquin Dos Santos, who worked on, you know, Avatar and a bunch of, like, DC animated movies. You have Kemp Powers, who did Soul in One Night in Miami. And you have Justin K. Thompson, who worked on a bunch of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Are you kidding me? And then, you know, we see that first trailer, and I'm sure you have something to say about that as well. But it just looks like so much of that heart and, you know, kind of intimate kind of social awkwardness that Miles was establishing in the first movie. We're getting more of that, the, you know, high-flying madness of it all. But again, focused into who Miles is a character and his struggles in the movie. And again, solidifying that Miles is just as worthy a protagonist as Peter ever was. And uh, there's so much to talk about. And just talking about Miles Morales as uh, as his Spider-Man, he was very much coming to what his senses were and what his abilities could be. Like, I want to see those used in action, not just uh, invading a lab of Doc Ock. Um, ooh, at the mention of Doc Ock, who are our villains here? Do we know? We don't know. Like the first teaser, make it seems like twenty ninety nine might not be the yeah, might not be the goodest guy in the world, but we don't have a villain. Yeah, we don't. So um, the villain of the the villain of Spider Verse is going to be anyone who doesn't um, who doesn't think that there needs to be another sequel because too bad you're getting one. This is part one too. So we have um, it looks like we've got a trilogy on our hands, maybe even more than that. And I love how the internet lost their collective minds when that trailer came out of like, oh, across Spider-Verse, part one? <laughs> yeah, they had to do that at the very end. Just so you know, like, nah, they've been busy since we saw that first one. He has um, faith in this. <laughs> this has been so much fun, Brandon. I, I'm so happy that we ended up having the overlap that we did. Right. I, yeah. I had the feeling. I, I just figured Batman would be up there. But you know what? Our, our love of Spider-Verse has united us all. Um, you know it. And... Uh, 
you know, as a horror fan, uh, I, I will say one thing that, um, one thing about next year or this year now that we are in 2022 is uh, we're getting scream. Um, I didn't mention my red herring, but just some other titles that I saw pop up while I was doing my research are uh, the Texas chainsaw massacre. Um, and uh, the evil dead rises, I believe is another one coming out. Yes. And I'm just, I, I was most and most excited about the scream. I feel like I'm still waiting for what another, um, big horror will be for next year. Um, but once we get into the second half of, of this year, then, um, I think I will be more excited about that, that evil dead. Um, once more details come out about it too. Um, but just as a horror fan, I was like, yeah, there's like sprinkles of horror here next year, but for comic book fans, for sequel fans, like we're going to get so much. And, um, we didn't even talk about black Adam or flash and oh my gosh, pretty tentpole movies. Aquaman two. How come Aquaman two? Yes. From James Wan. Oh my gosh. I call myself a fan. Okay. Clearly this was a hard list to make. So you got to send us your list. You've got to let us know what made your most anticipated, um, so before we just rant on more and more, because we could literally name off, you know, 20 other films for this. Let's just recap our list for the people just who might have, you know, forgotten in the madness. Uh, Noah, your top five plus red herrings. Uh, listed one more time for the people. Red herrings first. It's going to be Moonfall, Bullet Train, Turning Red, Avatar 2, The Batman, and because it was bumped off of my most anticipated, The Northman. Now looking at my top of most anticipated of this year, it's going Scream. Thor, Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Part 1. My list is going to contain honorable mentions, red herrings, whatever we want to call it, uh, The Northman, Mission Impossible 7, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Avatar 2, Jackass Forever, and Marry Me. Uh, and my top five proper is going to be, at number five, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, number three, Number four, I should say, uh, Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Number three, Daniels's Everything Everywhere All at Once. Number two, Matt Reeves's The Batman. And at number one, uh, a whole bunch of people's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part One. So that will do it for our top five list. Again, there will actually be a poll on our Twitter and Instagram pages about what you guys are most excited for, uh, whether it's, you know, Batman, whether it's something else. Again, we want to know your thoughts. Please let us know on social media. And with that being said, we're going to wrap up this mini-sode for you guys. Thank you guys so much. Uh, also, if you have a name for these mini-sodes, please let us know. Uh, you can let us know on Twitter and Instagram, at Plot Devices Pod. Go follow us there. Uh, we're semi-active there. Again, you'll get updates to when all the episodes are there. You can also just follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just give us a follow there. You're probably listening to us on one of those. Again, that's just Plot Devices on Spotify and Apple Podcasts over there. You are probably expecting more content from us, and we are going to give it to you in 2022. Uh, we're actually, we haven't announced this yet. We're going to probably start going to a bi-weekly schedule up until the end of February, at least. It'll be every other week. So just keep that in mind. We'll reiterate that to you guys on social media as well. With all of that out of the way, I want to thank my co-host for today, uh, Noah Guzman. Noah, thank you for dealing with me in the multi-multiverse of madness, because again, we had multiple multiverse films in our list. Where can the people find you online, and uh, what do you got going on in your life? Hello, listeners. Please follow me over at Twitter. Um, I am at Noah's Plotting, uh, just as it sounds. Um, right now, what I'm working on is getting through a couple of series. So uh, I've actually returned to the Hulu series Pen15. So I'm working through the part two of season two that they recently released. Uh, the Witcher as well on Netflix. I am a, I am very much on hype 
um, for the second season, which I'm still working through. Um, but as far as reviews go, I am working on a Cyrano review that is uh, coming to Amazon Prime later this month, starting starring Peter Dinklage. That album is released already on Spotify. So if, if you want to do yourself a favor, do your ears a favor, um, go check out that album because it is it is not going to surprise you how I feel about that movie. Of course, it's a musical. Of course, I thought it was amazing. Um, but that's all, that's all I have coming for you. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TheMovieKing45. Uh, that's Twitter and Instagram at TheMovieKing45. Quick side note, thank you to all the people out there who came out to uh, my band Killbox's gig at the uh, Rebel Lounge. It was a fantastic night. We had such a great time with you all. You were a great audience. And hopefully we'll be doing it again sometime. Keep your eyes out again uh, at Cablebox underscore music on Twitter and Instagram. That's Cablebox underscore music on Twitter and Instagram uh, for more updates, hopefully soon. So with that being said, this has been the latest Plot Devices Minnesota or whatever we call them. Uh, from myself, from Noah Guzman, this has been our most anticipated list of 2022. And we'll see you in 2022.